Question 69 of Summa Theologica Pars Prima on the Angels and on the Six Days. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Phil Chenevere. Summa Theologica Pars Prima on the Angels and on the Six Days by St. Thomas Aquinas. Translated by the Fathers of the English Dominican Province. Question 69. On the work of the third day in two articles. We next consider the work of the third day. Under this head there are two points of inquiry. One, about the gathering together of the waters. Two, about the production of plants. First article. Whether it was fitting that the gathering together of the waters should take place as recorded on the third day. Objection 1. It would seem that it was not fitting that the gathering together of the waters should take place on the third day, for what was made on the first and second days is expressly said to have been made in the words, quote, God said, Be light made, and let there be a firmament made. Close quote. But the third day is contradistinguished from the first and the second days, Therefore, the work of the third day should have been described as a making, not as a gathering together. Objection to. Further, the earth hitherto had been completely covered by the waters, wherefore it was described as, quote, invisible, close quote. See Question 66, Article 1, Objection 1. There was then no place on earth to which the waters could be gathered together. Objection 3. Further, things which are not in continuous contact cannot occupy one place, but not all the waters are in continuous contact, and therefore all were not gathered together into one place. Objection 4. Further, a gathering together is a mode of local movement, but the waters flow naturally and take their course towards the sea. In their case, therefore, a divine precept of this kind was unnecessary. Objection 5. Further, the earth is given its name at its first creation by the words, quote, In the beginning God created heaven and earth. Close quote. Therefore, the imposition of its name on the third day seems to be recorded without necessity. On the contrary, the authority of Scripture suffices. I answer that it is necessary to reply differently to this question according to the different interpretations given by Augustine and other holy writers. In all these works, according to Augustine, the literal meaning of Genesis 1.15.4.22.34. Concerning Genesis against the Manichees, 1.5 and 7. There is no order of duration, but only of origin and nature. He says that the formless spiritual and formless corporeal natures were created first of all, and that the latter are at first indicated by the words earth and water. Not that this formlessness preceded formation in time, but only in origin, nor yet that one formation preceded another in duration, but merely in the order of nature. Agreeably, then, to this order, the formation of the highest or spiritual nature is recorded in the first place, where it is said that light was made on the first day. For as the spiritual nature is higher than the corporeal, so the higher bodies are nobler than the lower. Hence the formation of the higher bodies is indicated in the second place by the words, quote, Let there be made a firmament. 
close quote, by which is to be understood the impression of celestial forms on formless matter that preceded with priority not of time but of origin only but in the third place the impression of elemental forms on formless matter is recorded also with a priority of origin only therefore the words quote, let the waters be gathered together and the dry land appear close quote, means that corporeal matter was impressed with the substantial form of water so as to have such movement and with the substantial form of earth so as to have such an appearance According, however, to other holy writers, see question 66, article 1, an order of duration in the works is to be understood by which is meant that the formlessness of matter precedes its formation, and one form another in order of time. Nevertheless, they do not hold that the formlessness of matter implies the total absence of form, since heaven, earth, and water already existed since these three are named as already clearly perceptible to the senses. Rather, they understand by formlessness the want of due distinction of perfect beauty, and in respect of these three, Scripture mentions three kinds of formlessness. Heaven, the highest of them, was without form so long as darkness filled it, because it was the source of light. The formlessness of water, which holds the middle place, is called the deep, because, as Augustine says, against Faustus a Manichae, chapter 22, 11, this word signifies the mass of waters without order. Thirdly, the formless state of the earth is touched upon when the earth is said to be void or invisible, because it was covered by the waters. Thus, then, the formation of the highest body took place on the first day, and since time results from the movement of the heaven, and is the numerical measure of the movement of the highest body, from this formation resulted the distinction of time, namely that of night and day. On the second day the intermediate body, water, was formed, receiving from the firmament a sort of distinction and order, so that water be understood as including certain other things, as explained above, question 68, article 3. On the third day the earth, the lowest body, received its form by the withdrawal of the waters, and there resulted the distinction in the lowest body, namely of land and sea. Hence Scripture, having clearly expressed the formless state of the earth, by saying that it was invisible or void, expresses the manner in which it received its form by the equally suitable words, quote, let the dry land appear, close quote. Reply to Objection 1. According to Augustine, the literal meaning of Genesis 2, 7, 8, 3, 20, Scripture does not say of the work of the third day that it was made, as it says of those that precede, in order to show that higher and spiritual forms, such as the angels and the heavenly bodies, are perfect and stable in being, whereas inferior forms are imperfect and mutable. Hence the impression of such forms is signified by the gathering of the waters and the appearing of the land. For water, to use Augustine's words, quote, glides and flows away, the earth abides, close quote. Genesis Adlet 2, 11. Others again hold that the work of the third day was perfected on that day only as regards movement from place to place, 
and that for this reason Scripture has no reason to speak of it as made. Reply to Objection 2. This argument is easily solved according to Augustine's opinion concerning Genesis against the Manichees. 1. Because we need not suppose that the earth was first covered by the waters, and that these were afterwards gathered together, but that they were produced in this very gathering together. But according to the other writers there are three solutions which Augustine gives. The literal meaning of Genesis 1.12. The first supposes that the waters are heaped up to a greater height at the place where they were gathered together, for it has been proved in regard to the Red Sea that the sea is higher than the land, as Basil remarks, fourth homily on the hexamoron. The second explains the water that covered the earth as being rarefied or nebulous, which was afterwards condensed when the waters were gathered together. The third suggests the existence of hollows in the earth to receive the confluence of waters. Of the above, the first seems the most probable. Reply to Objection 3. All the waters have the sea as their goal, into which they flow by channels hidden or apparent and this may be the reason why they are said to be gathered together into one place. Or, quote, one place, close quote, is to be understood not simply, but as contrasted with the place of the dry land, so that the sense would be, quote, let the waters be gathered together in one place, close quote, that is, apart from the dry land. That the waters occupied more places than one seems to be implied by the words that follow, quote, the gathering together of the waters he called seas." Reply to Objection 4. The divine command gives bodies their natural movement, and by these natural movements they are said to quote, fulfill his word. Or we may say that it was according to the nature of water completely to cover the earth, just as the air completely surrounds both water and earth, but as a necessary means towards an end namely that plants and animals might be on the earth, it was necessary for the waters to be withdrawn from a portion of the earth. Some philosophers attribute this uncovering of the earth's surface to the action of the sun, lifting up the vapors and thus drying the land. Scripture, however, attributes it to the divine power, not only in the book of Genesis, but also the book of Job, chapter 38, verse 10, where in the person of the Lord it is said, quote, I set my bounds around the sea, close quote. and Jeremiah chapter 5, verse 22, where it is written, quote, Will you not then fear me, saith the Lord, who have set the sand abound for the sea? Close quote. Reply to Objection 5. According to Augustine, concerning Genesis against the Manichees, 1. Primary matter is meant by the word earth, where first mentioned, but in the present passage it is to be taken for the element itself. Again it may be said with Basil, fourth homily on the Exameron, that the earth is mentioned in the first passage in respect of its nature, but here in respect of its principal property, namely dryness, wherefore it is written, quote, He called the dry land earth, close quote, it may also be said with Rabbi Moses that the expression, quote, he called, close quote, denotes throughout an equivocal use of the name imposed. Thus we find it said at first that, quote, he called the light day, close quote, 
for the reason that later on a period of twenty-four hours is also called day, where it is said that, quote, there was evening and morning, one day, close quote. In like manner it is said that, quote, the firmament, close quote, that is, the air, quote, he called heaven, close quote. For that which was first created was also called, quote, heaven, close quote. And here again it is said that, quote, the dry land, close quote, that is, the part from which the waters had withdrawn, quote, he called earth, close quote, as distinct from the sea, although the name earth is equally applied to that which is covered with waters or not. So by the expression, quote, he called, close quote, we are to understand throughout that the nature or property he bestowed corresponded to the name he gave. Second article whether it was fitting that the production of plants should take place on the third day. Objection 1. It would seem that it was not fitting that the production of plants should take place on the third day, for plants have life as animals have, but the production of animals belongs to the work not of distinction but of adornment. Therefore the production of plants, as also belonging to the work of adornment, ought not to be recorded as taking place on the third day, which is devoted to the work of distinction. Objection to. Further, a work by which the earth is accursed should have been recorded apart from the work on which it receives its form. But the words of Genesis chapter 3, verse 17, quote, Cursed is the earth in thy work, thorns and thistles shall it bring forth to thee, close quote, show that by the production of certain plants the earth was accursed. Therefore the production of plants in general should not have been recorded on the third day, which is concerned with the work of formation. Objection 3. Further, as plants are firmly fixed to the earth, so are stones and metals, which are nevertheless not mentioned in the work of formation. Plants, therefore, ought not to have been made on the third day. On the contrary, it is said, Genesis chapter 1, verse 12, quote, The earth brought forth the green herb, close quote, after which there follows, quote, The evening and the morning were the third day. Close quote. I answer that, on the third day, as said in Article 1, the formless state of the earth comes to an end, but this state is described as twofold. On the one hand, the earth was, quote, invisible, close quote, or, quote, void, close quote, being covered by the waters. On the other hand, it was, quote, shapeless, close quote, or, quote, empty, close quote, that is, without that comeliness which it owes to the plants that clothe it as it were with a garment. Thus, therefore, in either respect, this formless state ends on the third day. First, when, quote, the waters were gathered together into one place, and the dry land appeared, close quote. Secondly, when, quote, the earth brought forth the green herb, close quote. But concerning the production of plants, Augustine's opinion differs from that of others. For other commentators, in accordance with the surface meaning of the text, consider that the plants were produced in act in their various species on this third day, whereas Augustine, the literal meaning of Genesis 5, 5, and 8, 3, says that the earth is said to have then produced plants and trees in their causes, that is, it received then the power to produce them. 
he supports this view by the authority of scripture for it is said genesis chapter two verses four and five quote, these are the generations of the heaven and the earth when they were created in the day that god made the heaven and the earth and every plant of the field before it sprung up in the earth and every herb of the ground before it grew Close quote. therefore the production of plants in their causes within the earth took place before they sprang up from the earth's surface and this is confirmed by reason as follows in these first days god created all things in their origin or causes and from this work he subsequently rested yet afterwards by governing his creatures in the work of propagation quote, he worketh until now close quote. now the production of plants from the earth is a work of propagation and therefore they were not produced in act on the third day but in their causes only however in accordance with other writers it may be said that the first constitution of species belongs to the work of the six days but the reproduction among them of like from like to the government of the universe and scripture indicates that in the words quote, before it sprung up in the earth close quote, and quote, before it grew close quote, that is before like was produced from like just as now happens in the natural course by the production of seed wherefore scripture says pointedly genesis chapter one verse eleven quote, let the earth bring forth the green herb and such as may seed close quote, as indicating the production of perfect species from which the seed of others should arise nor does the question where the seminal power may reside whether in root stem or fruit affect the argument reply to objection one life in plants is hidden since they lack the sense and local movement by which the animate and the inanimate are chiefly discernible and therefore since they are firmly fixed in the earth their production is treated as a part of the earth's formation reply to objection two even before the earth was accursed thorns and thistles had been produced either virtually or actually but they were not produced in punishment of man as though the earth which he tilled to gain his food produced unfruitful or noxious plants hence it is said quote, shall it bring forth to thee close quote. reply to objection three moses put before the people such things only as were manifest to their senses as we have said in question sixty seven article four question sixty eight article three but minerals are generated in hidden ways within the bowels of the earth moreover they seem hardly specifically distinct from earth and would seem to be species thereof for this reason therefore he makes no mention of them end of question sixty nine